0: This is Plastic Boxes, and you're listening to The Paradise Arcade. The Paradise Arcade may contain explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. listening to the Paradise Arcade with Eric and Kyle. Welcome to another episode of the Paradise Arcade uh, this week. Kyle is with us. He's been gone for a bit. I'm back. You're back. Sorry. And we have on our show a, another local uh, boy with us, Greg from Plastic Boxes. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's exciting. Thanks for having me. It's very exciting to uh, to be with you and talking uh, to you. So... Um, It was one of those things when I heard your music, I was instantly like, yes, I love this. And I knew that we had to have you on the show because I felt ashamed because I didn't necessarily know who you like. I had seen plastic boxes, but I didn't make a connection of like, this is really good music. Oh, thank you. So I'm like, we need to have you on the show. We need to talk to you. Um, We need to make that happen. And what's exciting is that you obviously you're playing a show
1: with us October 1st. Yeah. Yeah. At Amsterdam barn hall. Yep. I'm very excited for that. We haven't played in many, many moons and, uh, I'm, we're, I'm trying to tighten up our, uh, we're, we're, we're getting, I think it's sounding good, so it should be a good show. I'm really excited. It's a very comfy place to play, too. So, okay. you yeah, nice been and there. relaxed. Yeah. I, a friend of mine told me they have great food, too. So, That's, that is absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to take true. some of that in my pocket somewhere. Shit, they
2: out. beat me to it because usually I'm like, okay, you're here. Now you got to get the food. Yeah. You got to get right, the sliders. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Slide them on down. Slide them on down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, great. It's a great place. It's home of Synthwave in the Twin Cities, it, it seems like for us or any city. Is that so?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've
0: got a, Really great relationship with them, uh, and we've put on some really good shows there uh, with some really cool Cool. folks. So, Cool. um, I think this is our first Nitro Wave show proper that we've put on this year. We did a lot of uh, conventions and worked with some touring folks, but this is our, we're coming back, and it's going to be all local. Well, mostly. Nice. Slow slides from Eau Claire. I mean, that's pretty much. Yeah, I, I consider it local.
1: Right. <laughs> right, regionally local. Yeah.
0: Uh, so <laughs> Let's get into plastic boxes. Um, I, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a little bit of praise. Uh, you have the voice of an angel. Oh, thank you very much. It's like, <laughs> that's very nice of you. There's always this meme in synthwave is like this synth or like you know synth uh, track amazing, and then it's like that that horse that's drawn where like the back of the horse is like perfect and it gets <laughs> to the head it is all jacked up and it's like synth weight or synth vocals that it's the jacked up
1: oh uh, god <laughs> and you
0: defy that convention
1: oh good well i'm i'm glad to be a uh convention breaker or different defi- <laughs> uh no that's cool i mean yeah i i uh i try to um i, I mean it, the music is like super vocal forward and like i I don't know if it has anything to do with that. Like I do voiceover for full time uh, or like as my nine to five. And so I'm like, maybe, maybe, cause it's only been recently that I'm like, Hey, but these vocals are sounding good. Like maybe it's cause I've just been using my vocal <laughs> cords a bunch and they got all the dust off of them and whatnot, stretch them out. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, thank you very much. Cause that's the thing that I try to like hone in on is like, let's make this real vocally. <laughs>
2: so basically eric what you're saying is the journey from ass to head is consistent yeah across the board it, that's exactly what okay. i'm saying <sighs> ass to mouth so to speak yeah, <laughs> right. yeah yeah uh
0: let's let's get into a bit about plastic boxes and how that came to be
1: yeah um so uh i played a show i used to make um i used to make kind of similar-ish music uh, under the name Corporal Heart in like 2014-ish. And I played at the Kitty Cat Club. Um, I played a show with Efren and um, like just uh, on the same uh, bill. And we uh, he just hit me up and we, we talked about doing something around then and we didn't. And then it, a lot of time went by and he was like, hey, another time, like years later, do you want to do something? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And so what we did was essentially he sent me tracks and I tried to make, like write vocal melodies over them and see if they worked. And if they did, then they worked. And then what ended up happening was we, we, cause we put out so far, we've put out two full length albums and the, what ended up happening is we now do like half the album, he writes the music. Uh, or like the yeah the music and then half I write so half the songs are him half are are me and then all of it's my vocal melodies and lyrics and everything so it's like very close to being just like 50 50 down the line and I think like his he's like a musical genius and and I don't know if he every time I say that he seems to not like that but (laughs) like you're a musical genius dude you know so anyways yeah like it kind of just ended up being like a like we were in the same city and everything but it's kind of disparate still we were separated he just would send me tracks i'd mix them and i'd i'd uh do the vocals do some guitar and then yeah then we ended up with what it was so i mean and then and then i moved to arizona like a year or like two years ago so it was really distant but it like worked already so it was a kind of a cool way to do it i thought
0: but yeah if it works i mean There's no wrong way to do a thing. If it comes out and you like it, then it works.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. Because, I mean, I don't think we've ever really even like jammed together. Like we don't, it's just really not the, that kind of, we just kind of write the songs and then we, you know, it's because there's so many ways to approach music, creating music that, you know, sometimes you can get like imposter syndrome. You're like, oh, are we doing this? Am I doing this wrong? Am I, how am I supposed to be doing this more than this and that, you know, but it's like, I think mostly I like the production element of it and then putting together a, a great show, like on the, the tail of it, you know, where mm-hmm. other people would be the other way around, which is awesome. And like, I can't, I can't imagine that, but <laughs> that's awesome. No, it's, it's
0: a, certainly, um, it really benefited in this time and age that we live in yeah. to work that way. Um, cause I've, I've spoke to other bands where, you know, they had a bit of a struggle, um, being separated and that not being in the room with the person writing the song and yeah. so you know certainly you were prepared for where we're at and um and still producing music um right absolutely
1: yeah it like kind of worked um worked out i would i wouldn't say to our benefit but i mean it was like yeah it was like nothing was different for us my life didn't get changed at all um through that which was good
0: is in fact a- it probably oh. was
1: better we had time to catch up but right. <laughs> like right. you know is there a
0: particular um idea that you guys are trying to put forward with plastic boxes is there like a concept behind it
1: you know it's like i feel like it's kind of always evolving but like not so much initially it was very like um it was a little more in the kind of uh um, I don't know, like there was a little bit more like soul kind of, not soul, but like uh, Efren's style is a little more um, musically intricate. I don't know. I don't know exactly how I'd say it, but like we, I I feel like through, we initially started out being more kind of synth retro kind of feeling, but then I kind of like the idea of like, of like playing around with, uh, Nostalgia I guess is I'm trying to figure out how to word this best, but like when i can when i when I'm making songs i kind of i kind of like start with a bass and then I just kind of like see what kind of elements tickle that like nostalgia like pain you feel when you mm-hmm. when you're engaging in nostalgia mm-hmm. and like see how much of that I can like put together at in one thing so like i i guess a, a, an example would be uh like I really like um like huey lewis in the news like guitar kind of like really um just yeah and and like make van Halen, kind of even more like aggressive kind of uh um really uh, guitar parts like that and like and soloing like that but then on top of that i like like old like 90s 80s 90s like documentary soundtrack music with like Flutes, like you're looking at, like uh, <laughs> yes. you know the cliff dwellings or something, and and you're and there's like this VHS warble of like these uh this like old you know pan flute patch or something, like because it just there's something about you know you feel like the the teacher rolled in the 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 you know TV cart, and it's just there's something that like hits your soul, hits my soul at least that like when I hear stuff stuff that like uh that that strikes that nerve. So like what I try to do is like throw it together as like when it just sounds good it sounds good and like so sometimes you're like what is this song like I'm like this song is just like an alternative like song kind of I don't know exactly what genre it is but I'm gonna throw in yeah like a pan flute or like a an old you know dance piano patch or something that's just like super like I don't know it's so but it always kind of works I feel and I always but I let when it works it works you know
0: I I really actually hear that when I listen to your music, I I get those those right. bits in there that I'm like, oh, this is okay. Right. I see where you're going. I see I hear this or I recognize this, and it hits, right. and it does hit a very emotional, like raw part that you know where
2: it hits nostalgia just right. And I can yeah. go back and experience it in a whole new way now, knowing this. yeah, and right,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like even because. That's kind of what I why it was so hard to describe because it seems like we're still developing that like I'm we're I'm kind of working on the songs for the next album and there were even more that so it's like, I don't know what it's going to be in the next next few albums like it could turn into God knows what I don't know but like, I've been listening to a lot of like, Mr. Mr. And like, uh, one of my biggest influences is AHA. And that's like the greatest band of all time. I absolutely have loved them since I was a kid. And that is like the feeling that they they have this sort of like soaring, positive, but like really pained, like uh, melancholy. That's just like every time I hear it, I just want to like cry and like dance, which is uh, very frightening to do in a Walmart for many people. <laughs> but say,
0: that's how I just that's that sounds like a good time to be.
2: That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dance but... and then cry because it's terrible, and people see it. <laughs> i was just thinking about crying and dancing at the same time. Like, just
0: get it out. Just work. <laughs> that's through, right. Work through it.
1: Yeah, because like that's that nostalgia feeling. I'm so addicted to it, and it's probably from some sort of emotional disorder. Uh, I'm not sure what, but uh, it, I don't know. But I'm like, I can't. I don't really watch new media. I feel like I'm always watching old stuff. I'm always everything's old because it's just like. I'm addicted to that feeling. It's such a feeling, you know? Like, I, would,
0: I, would, I would say that um, old content, be it visual or audio, um, has a very specific mood or vibe, so to speak. Um, either because, like, you know, the VHS 4x3 look, it, you had to really sell a mood because it wasn't high def. It it, like, Twin Peaks is a perfect example of, like, oh. that show looks like garbage, but it also <laughs> looks amazing. It looks like a dream. That you're you're watching a dream because of that aesthetic, and they and that was a very specific, um, move on Lynch because of the format of television because it wasn't right. film, so they had to make it look a very particular way. It was a conscious decision, right? Because of the limitations, and I feel like you're hitting on you have to sell a mood, like um, and tap into an emotion. It it gets to the core of something because you have to have more than just. It doesn't look necessarily. So that's pretty. That's why why soap operas look the way they do. Exactly. It's a very right. and, and They still have some of that that vibe. It's weird. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I need yeah, to I vaseline the lens of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Like, it, it, that's kind of like anytime I anytime I hear anytime I'm like going through my Spotify algorithm, anytime I hear stuff that just kind of gives me that like.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Kind of feeling. I'm mm-hmm. like, I gotta do something. I gotta do something with this and like get it out and like try to make something that's similar or something, you know.
0: I was but, just gonna say, I really appreciate your you're not chasing a particular scene. You're literally chasing your particular emotional resonance that the feeling yeah. and you are and then interpreting it yourself and it just is what it is.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. And and I think like God, it took so long to figure to figure all that out. Like I couldn't I like I play all the music I played up until I feel like I'm just starting to make like all right, pretty uh, good music, you know, and it's like and that and it just started once I started to Go, you know what, I'm just going to all the, this this, everything I'm always feeling all the time from this, these these sources, I just got to condense them into like m- music <laughs> that I make, you know, like, because. Like I play, I've always had like identity crises. I've, I played in uh, punk bands, thrash bands. I had a black metal band and like, I'm like, what am I doing? And then event, and then when I'm in my twenties, I'm, I started with the synth stuff and then it was like pretty good, I think. Um, but it just, there was something missing. And I feel like that mood deal is what was missing. It's like, I, I need to like, I needed to just like, yeah, feel it more, you know? hmm I don't know. Well, I think when you feel it more, it it, yeah. it, it comes
0: across in the music more. And then right. you make me have a feel and yeah. then we're sharing in the feel together.
1: Right. I'm literally describing art. Like, it's funny <laughs> that it's like that, you know, because it's so you get so in your head and like, so like, well, I, I want to sound like I want to do this. I don't know. Like, I didn't even know what I was like doing, making music when I was in my 20s i like didn't know what my goal was i guess i just and so i'm like am i like trying to do this full time or what the hell, what am i trying to do right now and now it's like i'm just trying to chase that like high that nos- literally that nostalgia high that like feeling that melancholy feeling that like you feel on like a brumous like gray day and like i don't know i love that feeling do sad songs make you happy yeah. Yeah. Well, and and then like songs that are are contrasting, like happy lyrics, sad sound, vice versa, or whatever it is, or, you know, elements of both. God, I love that stuff. Like, yeah. it's the best. Oh,
0: OK, so I have to ask a question. There is it's an influence. And I and I, I almost feel like I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What are your feelings in
1: Depeche Mode? I very much love Depeche Mode. Um but uh, well, yeah. So like, I, I I feel like that was a main because I listened to a lot of Depeche Mode when I was younger. I kind of don't anymore. I should, but that was uh, that was like a main. Like I feel like that was a first like glimpse into that kind of ness and Joy Division. I listened to a lot of Joy Joy Division in terms of like really uh, getting that. Um, j- depression uh, <laughs> yeah. element, right? And I'm like, wow, depression can be kind of neat uh, musically. Kind of <laughs> feel good
0: musically, yeah.
1: And that's something. It's weird. It's a very
2: strange. I, uh, I mean, yeah. I feel best when I'm completely miserable. So <laughs> <laughs> that's baseline. I know you're right. You're right. <laughs> Equilibrium. Right.
0: right. God. Yeah that that is uh that's interesting. I I you know. I so resonate and connect with you know pretty much everything that you're saying, and right. having that same kind of you know I I'm more consciously aware of of nostalgia chasing because it it could yeah. be kind of used against you now like if you look at corporations and ads and and they're they know how to tap into that and maybe use it against you as a consumer, mm-hmm. um, but still that that music and how that can have you make the have those feelings like remind you of like a a summer from when you were 14 or whatever it is um it's weird
2: so i was just watching shitty youtube videos to pass time again earlier today and an insurance commercial came on and it had like 8-bit music on it and i was like get out (laughs) <laughs> get out of my likes insurance you know? <laughs> commercial that's <laughs> so weird that you you brought that up and i it experienced it just a few hours ago uh-huh. right uh, if i've you... always
1: thought that like that yeah. i've always thought that like if i had a, a big company that had that ran ads many you know in other decades i i would just run the same ad again just from many years ago yeah. and just you know like not an no update or anything just like This is the ad that we ran in like nineteen, you know, whenever, you know, like that law commercial that we were talking about. Exactly, yeah, Netflix, perfect, yeah.
0: And if you look at it now, like um, just the aesthetic, because everything's cyclical, right? Like, right. um, Now is '90s stuff coming back into vogue, and you hear it in popular music with using some of those like techno, Eurodance cues in music, and then just the the neon. The day glow shit that gecko shirt company came back, you know, where like it it changed colors on from your body heat, hyper (sighs) color, hyper color. That shit's back. Wow.
1: There was another, um, company that came back. God, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't, uh, I wanted to say it was soap shoes. Do you remember soap shoes? That was like a thing where you could like grind rails with shoes. It was like a very. I don't know if very many people got into it, but um, there was something, there was some other company that came back, but I can't remember what it was. So what uh, what were those Jinko jeans? I yeah. think Jinko jeans came back. They that did. Wow. Or they tried and to, at least. They tried to, yeah.
2: I think some Chinese company bought them out. Yeah. Okay. Was, they they will day have day.
1: their wow. moment yeah.
0: in the sun again, because I, we're not there yeah, yet. I That's guess. true,
1: we aren't. We, yeah. we got
2: to get to the cyclical point where we're at That's the late right. 90s. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: All right.
2: Because That's right. Right now, what's in fashion
0: for women, at least, is really like loose fitting clothing, right? Right, and that's a precursor to ultra baggy,
1: right? Yeah, like I remember, I wanted Jinko jeans when I was a kid, like really bad. Oh, fuck, I had them. Oh, we, we I had them.
2: Oh, okay. definitely had them. But awesome. I didn't go anything too crazy. I kept right, it tastefully
1: large. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> like yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How was that in the, uh, in the winter or on a rainy day? Oh, uh, man, the
2: back half of your shit would be wet <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like 24 hours a day. Did God. you get the, uh, the, the wear on the back of the... Oh, the, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say, and I have continued to say this since that I had a pair of Jenko khakis. They weren't huge, but they were really, really great. Like, they were... Right. They were. I really liked them a lot. They, huh. they were an ideal... Baggy at the time, right? Yeah, tasteful khaki pants. They were modest, uh. yeah. And I mean, they didn't have the giant pockets in the back. They had right. like the classic, like slit for the back pocket with the button on it and everything. Right? They're really cool. The only thing, it just right by the pocket, just had a little diamond with a J in it. That was all, you right. wouldn't even know they were Jenkos. Yeah, unless that. Do you still have them? I know I don't. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. I want you to put on a fashion show. If I, I, I remember didn't. when I was in high school wearing those, and I, like, I might have got them when I was a junior. When I was a senior, I was like, oh, these are getting kind of tight. <laughs> 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 there's there's oh, no way in hell that they, I could still One. wear uh, them now.
1: And yeah, I remember in uh, I remember in high school I wanted, I I mean I was like, that was when I was drumming in a thrash band, and and like, we were um always uh trying to we were trying to get really tight pants all the time and it was kind of hard to find them i mean like i think there were crew pants that you could get at um zoomies and stuff but i ended up just buying like girl pants and stuff that was when you like you know did that or girls pants or whatever and it was like a thing to do that because it was was not as easy to get (laughs) but which not that there's anything wrong with that you can't hear (laughs) eric staring hard at me right now (laughs) may have well, bought those be
2: pants before too.
1: It was a yeah, thing that you had to do exactly because you couldn't kind of you couldn't kind of get because it's like that's the thing too. I didn't. I mean, at the time, I was like, I want the like the thrash metal look, that really tight pants with. I didn't have the body for it, I sh- uh, but uh, <laughs> the tight pants with the big old shoes, which my, some of my friends pulled off way better than I did. Uh, I, I, I'm glad there are not pictures of me uh, from that <laughs> time. And, in, yeah, uh, indeed. <laughs> Indeed i um, yeah, uh.
0: <laughs> I think there are some photos of me floating around. Uh, I had the Jinko jeans, and then I had flamed uh vans or something along those lines, like literally they were swayed with like the different
2: colored suede as the flames going and then please tell me that in addition to the giant shoes and giant pants. You are like a skin tight mesh shirt. Oh my <laughs> <No>. god!
1: <laughs> like the Hardy Boys. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: I did not go that far. Yeah, <laughs> that's sad. I, well, I'm know. disappointed now. Well, I mean, maybe I could still live that life. That's, yeah.
1: Never yeah. say never. Be the, be the change you wish to see in the world. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs>
2: Oh, that's hilarious! Uh, theme night for the show, October first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a great theme, and people would show I'll up. buy you a slider. <laughs> there you go. You might run out of money, which would be okay. That's I. I hope I do. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, Who needs it? So you know, it, we're talking about you know, obviously nostalgia, we, we got a little bit off. Off the rails, yeah. which is perfectly <laughs> no, fine. That, yeah. that was not at no. all. No, it was a great segue. It was a, we were <laughs> we're having a good time. Uh, so you know, with the music, you know, it sounds like that you're you're really just leaning into the the things that inspire you, that resonate with you, and you've leaned into that, and that's what we get currently right. as plastic boxes. Music. Yeah,
1: I'd say so. Yeah, definitely, and like, yeah, I mean, uh the kind of cornier things are I feel like the like cheesier like uh really really I'm talking really cheesy like old th- patches of like yeah like old uh god I wish I knew techno Efren knows uh all the old technology better than I do it right? but um just like old, old synths that I have like yeah just I I every time I hear the corniest cheesiest stuff I'm like, I gotta put that in, in my music, <laughs> just like as, but it's still, like I said, I haven't, the the music that's out right now is not that extreme in that way, but who knows, in the future, I'm just gonna end up fully making just old soundtracks from the early 90s, <laughs> like from just documentaries. Uh,
2: the change you want to see. <laughs> exactly, <or no>? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like,
1: God. Uh, I, you know,
0: what's interesting about you say that, um, but you know, when you, your music is, it's very clean, music forward, guitar right. forward after that. Right. And then the other elements are, are backing up and, and creating more of the mood and, you know, help carry right. the Right.
1: Right. Cause then on top of that, like, I mean, I, I do very much uh, like, I really like, um, like uh, tape saturation and, and all of that, but there's something. Um, I also really like like eighties and nineties pop music. And like, that's really, um, high fidelity and like mm-hmm. there I, I don't know, I just kinda when I mix, I just kinda I like really crisp, clean, like I listen to like men at work and stuff and uh and like I said, uh Mr. Mister and and Aha and stuff. And it's like that stuff, it's got a dated sound to it. And so I guess what I'm saying is I'm not necessarily trying to emulate that sound, but just like the musical element of it. It's like whenever I hear like, you know, chords that I'm like, geez, it's just like a chord that just cuts you deep. I'm like, I need that. I need that, you know. I think w-
0: what I'm hearing is that you're not chasing, like, a, a cruddy sound, like a, like yeah, a that's, tape hiss, or yeah. this thing that makes it purposely sound dated. You're actually right. going, because if you look, as you say, you listen to those albums in reality, they're they're very well mixed, they're very clean, yeah. they're very well produced. Um, even Phil Collins, and, and oh, yeah. they're, like, that sound is very... Uh, well produced very you know articulated and yeah. like Huey Lewis is i think is a great example of yeah. like uh, vocal guitar and then the rest mm-hmm. you know yeah. the sequence of how you hear things
1: that's right but huey lewis is such a weird one cuz it's so i i love it and it's so, it's like a great example of like the cheesiest possible cuz it's so like just made for you know commercial purposes. It feels like, I mean, I don't, I'm not speaking for, I don't know, but it just sounds very, you know, cause it's in all the movies and it's all, it's like very, um, so, so when I'm I, half the time, I'm like, I, this is so cheesy that I now retrospectively that I love, I love that how cheesy it is, you know, but then it's also like really good music, you know,
0: it's a but. weird place to live yeah. being cheesy and really good at the same right. time.
1: Right. I know. Like
2: were they purposely thinking let's make this shit
1: cheesy as like an
2: inside joke and then it's just I ends don't know. Up being huge.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know it cuz like I've never looked into it. I don't know how I it doesn't it and I it's like I don't mean any of this in any negative way. It just sound it has this like inauthenticity that is awesome. That like I don't know how to describe it, but it's because it sounds so manufactured that it's like I like that about it. That it's so kind of just fakey i i i don't know how to describe it other than that like it's just kind of because when you listen to the lyrics and stuff you're it's very um like there's some good stuff there's a there's a line um you got to start taking no one else is given that in that uh that one song i don't know i always (laughs) think about that line um i'm just like yeah that's a good that's a good line but i don't know if they sat down and were like Let's try to say something today, you know? Or it's like or if they were just like making music for movies and like getting rich and stuff. I I don't I haven't looked into it.
2: But. Maybe they just watched Conan the Destroyer and like <laughs> right. just uh, grab it. Take right. it. Yeah Sometimes you gotta take right. it. Right. Yeah. No, exactly.
0: Uh are you, is in line with that, are you also like a hollow notes?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, very much. Uh, and actually, that was uh, that was kind of more like the way we are s- our, our sound was based on and like our EP and uh, like, I don't know, I feel like because Efren and I both really like hollow and notes and he's always making uh, jokes about us being hollow notes and Oates. Um, <laughs> yes. and uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, I very much I very much like hollow notes a lot. I do as well. That's why yeah. I put it out there. <laughs> I was, yeah.
2: was going to
0: see if there was that connection point. Right, Kyle's
1: yeah. a big Holland Oats boy. Nice Holland Oats. I love me some Holland Oats. Daryl Holland is like straight the coolest from
2: guy in, in the world. <laughs> right. He's so cool. I don't know. Uh,
1: didn't uh, didn't they meet in the Twin Cities? I feel like that's a story that um i think i i might i maybe they didn't but i know they met that sounds like like
2: we we as like a collective of people from here would be trying too hard to make something (laughs) happen it does not oh there's a
1: rel yeah we're so relevant and uh but i mean i swear i swear maybe not though but um i do know that they met in like an i think it was an elevator or something when they both they both were i think it was like a fire alarm or something went off and they both Probably shouldn't have gone into the elevator, uh, but they, were, they met <laughs> yeah. in some circumstance like that. God, I don't know it at all. I'm butchering it, but it's like there was something where they're like, like some weird reason they came next to each other. And now they're Holland Oats. Okay. <laughs> like. I don't know. It was called Fate. Mortal. It, it was mortal co- They were yeah.
2: in a battle of Mortal Kombat <laughs> with each right. other. And they stopped their fight and realized that we should be making oh, okay. music. Yeah, right. right. And uh, no,
1: it is very much not the Twin Cities. It was in Philadelphia, Adelphi Ballroom. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I thought that. Good thing I didn't go around saying that a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was because uh, it was probably because they were on KQ was like uh, their big first thing but still i'm glad i didn't go around saying that a bunch <laughs> yeah
2: i'm glad we could clear that up right glad we
1: could clear that up via wikipedia
0: yeah i mean that's a, that's important stuff here we're, we're yeah, really getting right. into the heart of relevance Doing the, exactly breaking news
1: yeah i know
0: um so you are also a um voice actor for a living that's how right how do you, how does one how did you make the like, musician sounds like from a very young age and then you found that as a as a career
1: yeah like so yeah i mean i i started like making music when i was like 13 not good music very bad music uh um and uh and then like so eventually that guy I just was re- always recording stuff at, at, in my mom's basement and then eventually that turned into like, when I got out of high school, I was going to go to um, Hennepin Technical College in Eden Prairie for uh, IT. And like the last day that I could change, because I was always into like recording technology and everything. And the last day that I could change my major, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just, I'm going to do audio production. Because it's such a like vanity degree. And it's so, you know, you're not going to go and like, you could get hired, but it's not, a, you know what I mean. It's yeah. very tough. Um, and I'm very glad I did. And uh, so that got me, that was like 2011. And that got me, after I graduated, I, I interned at a uh, recording studio called Buzzcuts Audio downtown. There's And it's still around. Um, the owner, Jerry Horwath, he, uh, it was just him and me down there for like a while, uh, just in a, a basement dwelling of a studio and he (laughs) he ran a a voice um a voice talent agency and it was like because most of his work was was voiceover recording and audio post-production and that was what i wanted to get into was like video game audio and audio post and um so one day he because he got an audition he uh thing for um scion the now non-existent car brand. Um, oh yeah, and it was it was like a national uh, campaign, and it was I think radio and TV, and he was like, "Go in the booth, and we're gonna just audition for this." And um, I I auditioned a very rough audition. It was I'd never done any voiceover or anything, and I had you know I'd recorded it and like seen and been around a, a little while. Um, and I booked it and it was like a national spot. Like it was like a very, I've never even booked since then. I've never even booked something as big as that. Um, and, uh, and that was like, and even then my mom was like, well, are you going to get into, are you going to be a voice actor now? And I was like, "Ah, I don't know, probably not. I don't know about all that. Cause cause it's like, you know, you, my voice was. much rougher and you know you're just like i don't have the voice that's the kind of thing that you think you you know but it's it's not so like that there's a whole thing of it like i think they liked me because i didn't sound like a you know a golden voice guy right and so yeah i booked that and then i moved to uh los angeles in 2015 with the money that i made from that and i i mixed uh, movie trailers there and like so like um uh there was uh the condemned part two uh was one of them uh with uh randy orton and uh another one was um well like hunger games was one of them and then like a bunch of disney stuff it was just like the video on demand trailers right and so but that was paying uh fine but you know it was really expensive to live in la and so i uh and i was working at three studios freelancing um and I still couldn't really afford the rent, and so I was like, well, I'm going to go on these voice casting websites, and just, I guess I'm a voice actor now, like, just one day, it's like, I guess that's how you become that, you got, I mean, like, what else, you just gotta say, that's, I am now that, you know, no one's gonna tell you that, so, yeah, I mean, and then I just started doing that, and then my voice, and my, uh deliveries got better and better and i started getting uh consistent clients and now it's like an unstoppable uh a very good in a good way and un- it feels like i'm just like i didn't mean to but apparently i'm i this is my career now you know but it's like i love it so i'm glad but. could be could
2: be your calling kyle i don't think so <laughs> that was could my be. dumb voice But then maybe that that could
1: be a thing. We need dumb voice guy one. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb voice guy one. Yeah. I I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like there is if you just kind of get you you, you don't. I found that out. You don't have to have the voice and stuff. It's like you got to you kind of just you fit your role and you fit your role, you know?
2: You but, find the niche. Like, we want yeah. this guy
1: to sound like a real fucking weasel. Like, <laughs> right. You, get in there. All right, oh, I'm in no. the booth right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, over over time, I feel like uh, your voice does, like, uh, uh, I can only imagine it happens for everybody else like this, where it's, like, your voice does start to, because it's a muscle. Like, you're using it a bunch, and your voice just starts to sound better. Because I'm always wondering that. I'm like, I hear radio guys. Like, my uncle was a... Uh, was a radio uh, DJ, and like they've all got these voices. They have got the voice and their radio guy's voices. They're like, "Well, hello," and they're very. You're very aware when they're uh, in the room with you. <laughs> you're like, "Jesus, that is a <laughs> voice on that guy." Yeah. Um. And uh, and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I." So that must be why, because they just use use it a lot, probably. <laughs>
0: Well, there you know? is there is a very specific I used to work in radio for a long time. And OK, right. There is a very specific radio cadence that you use. You speak from your diaphragm. Right. And you project your voice much like theater. Right. And uh, I had a, a mentor that helped me develop my voice for radio. Right. He's like, yeah. And at the time I was in my 20s. He goes, OK, you got to pretend you're 30. You got to sound like you're 30. And speak from your diaphragm. But he had this right. really like booming, deep voice. But right. his thing was that he was in, he worked in agriculture, like egg stuff. And he was like the guy for radio agricultural stuff. It's a very interesting niche that he lived in. Yeah. Was, was that a uh, uh,
2: broadcast on ham radio? <laughs> <laughs> right. Can no. I catch the agricultural channels? Uh, no, over it, the world. Yeah. it was on, it was on 8- <laughs> AM radio, sir. Uh, right.
0: Ooh,
1: Ooh. Ooh. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. In, in radio, uh, the, God, I forgot I was going to say There's something about radio. Oh yeah. That um, like in radio, like I, I don't know where I heard this, but it's like, I think it was probably uh, Jerry, my old, uh, he, he, I think it was like if with radio, you're speaking to a collection of people and with other mediums, television, you're speaking to one person. So when you're delivering, you know, you're not broadcasting, you're, you're trying to speak to somebody like this, you know, like I'm talking to you right now as best as possible, you know,
0: but you could use that help for now and again right speaking would, to people
1: right uh, no I just I don't want to <laughs> but, uh, right well that's the thing too it's actually like really hard it's like the thing and I'm still working on it I'm still trying to get better people who are like
0: Hey there, TPA listeners, Eric here. Sorry for interrupting, but this is the part where we do some shameless self-promotion. And we'd like to give our sincere thanks for listening to the show. And we are just as surprised as you are for listening. But since you're here, we'd like to highly encourage you to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, for all things The Paradise Arcade, you can also visit us on theparadisearcade.com. Please like, share, and review our episodes. We like interacting with you. We like to hear your feedback. What's your favorite part of the interview? What you thought was interesting? Who we should get on the show next? Those are all important things that we'd like to hear. And the last thing, if you really like the show and you want more and you want to contribute, you can do something for us. You can find us on Patreon. You can contribute as little or as much as you want. On Patreon, you'll find some exclusive content that we will continue to update. Mostly, we just want to say thanks for listening. We appreciate you. So let's get back to it.
1: It, I you didn't write, mm-hmm. and that also in their words that are like you, you're talking about like uh, mechanical systems of a like HVAC, whatever duct or whatever something you don't know, and you're like I got to sound like not only do I know this, but I also am like really casual and like legit about it, like authentic about it. Conversation, I'm comfortable
2: conversational. talking about this. Yeah, I'm comfortable.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: If you're not comfortable talking about anything <laughs> yeah, ever. <laughs> right. That I just know. makes me think like there's nothing I hate more than talking on the phone. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I My job is 99% talking on the phone. So what, oh. am I, what am I doing here?
1: You're right. Man, God, you, I hate that.
2: You got fucked. This, it was like, <laughs> one day I woke up and this, okay, this is my career. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. God. Uh, waking up
0: with different results. <laughs> landing in a, in a spot. Can't I just wake up dead? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be a solution to all my problems. Just not exist anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, yeah, It's it's a thing. Yeah. You'll eventually get there. <laughs> It happens to everybody. It's not a race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So uh, I'm going to loop it back. I'm going to do a circle now. Oh, yeah. I'm going I'm to close uh, the oh, circle a Just bit. like that. Um, so you got the show coming up in uh, October 1st. Tell me about yeah. what that show is going to be like. What are your thoughts going into it? How did you compose that set list? Because obviously it's um, what you've released, potentially yeah. things you haven't released. Uh, well,
1: I don't know about that, but (laughs) (laughs) no, Uh, but actually that is a good um, point. So, or a good uh, uh, lead in, because one thing that I noticed about our last shows that I did not like, those were in like 2019 was that we didn't have as much uh, music to choose from, but there uh, there's a tendency for songs I write to be kind of depressing. And I really, I like the idea of, um, of that, but also energy at a show, yeah. and I'm like, so it's so going into this, I'm uh I've set the set list to try to be as energetic as possible, like you know a a, a good so you're not I don't know because like we were talking about earlier, crying and dancing at the same time. <laughs> I, uh, I am very much, I hope I elicit. I hope I bring that out of people. Um, but I definitely don't want the dancing element to be lost on that, <laughs> you know, indeed. but indeed, where everyone just leaves like, Jesus, what was that? Cause there's some, <laughs> some of those songs, there's one song on our last album called nights and that song I played through that. Um, And at the end of it I was like, I'm probably gonna kill myself tonight. (laughs) Like I was like that really was depressing. And I did it. I did it. I sang it. (laughs) And I'm like, that I we can't. I mean, well, we might play it, it'd be cool, but there's like there's obviously a place for depressing music live. I'm not saying that, but it's like, geez, man, like after playing that, I was it's a depressing song, which I'm proud of it, but you know, there's a time and place. (laughs) If you were playing with the cure, maybe that would right. be
0: more appropriate.
1: Right, right. You know, but exactly. also like that
0: first hook, because like you know, even a band like The Cure, they do have some more up. They still have their yeah sheen of depression, right. but they're more upbeat. As yeah, you we are talking about like happier sounding song, but like sung depressed or depressing content, yeah. etc. Et so, I was really curious how you were, you know, what you were conscious of having played shows, been in bands, how you how you come across to an audience and have not been around playing live for a while. Like how, because it's your opportunity to re-engage with an audience, obviously. Yeah,
1: it totally is. I mean, uh, I'd say that I do struggle with, um, I don't, but I, I have in the past. You know, it's like, um, I'm not the most uh, performative uh, person, if that makes sense. But I feel like I'm starting to, starting to kind of grasp, get like a better uh, third person view of myself Mm -hmm. lately. Um, And that, that, so I'm, I'm, cause it's that thing, like we were talking about earlier, like there's types of musicians that are like performance first and then the, and then like whatever else, like secondary, like um, my, my uncle, uh, he played in um, my, he played in rockabilly bands in the fifties and he's still playing and he's like super like showman guy. And when I see that, I'm like, man, I wish I was that way. But it's like, i am just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with who I am, but it's like, God, how does he do that? Like, it's so, he's so good at it. Just so like, how's everybody doing? And just knows what to say next. I'm like, I don't know what to say next other than like, thank you all for coming because <laughs> god like <laughs> forget forget my own name when i'm up right there. yeah yeah i know but i mean i i was talking to my wife about this the other day that like she was like i don't know how you can even do that and like play live at all and i'm like yeah i, I don't i think it was because i started really young that like i played my first show when i was 13 at uh twin cities underground oh. i don't know if you've heard you've heard of that place. It's it's not there anymore, but it, uh, it was just like a, you know, one of those youth kind of, uh, right. venue places. And it was a, I mean, we were a bad, I mean, we were just not a bad band, you know, it's contextual. We were 13. Um, so I, I mean, we were maybe good even for being 13 year olds, but getting out there when I was like 13 and just kind of getting used to like the feeling of the, you know, curious eyes of the audience uh, is like, I feel like as the when you do it you're just like, Well, I don't know, I'm used to it, I guess. I may not be like Mr. Showman, like my uncle, but <laughs> like you know. I feel you, like you do you with can. your
0: music it's almost more about emoting than performing.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. I could
1: see that. Yeah, you don't Actually, need to the,
2: cry and dance at the same well, time while that's you're That's true.
1: <laughs> right. Right. I know. But I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely am trying that's the other thing too, is that uh I plan on doing like um, live stream shows. I've never done one, but I I would like to, because I've started to make like social media videos and stuff of playing the music. And I'm like, I should just do live stream shows. That'd be a good way to kind of, you know, feel out performing, you Mm -hmm. know, and being more of a performative kind of guy, you know?
0: Uh, And for those that are listening, you should check those videos out because it just goes to show like how good you are well um, thank you because like it comes like there's very close to what's recorded and how you perform obviously it's a little cut down because you're it's you and the guitar yeah. but right. that's that same kind like it you you're not hiding behind um vocal processing and pitch right. adjustment and right. all these other things it's yeah. what you it's that's you that's your genuine right. self. I mean there's
1: there's plenty of like uh you know like effects and stuff on there but you know like some compression and you know all that but no exactly right and you know and also as far as like us performing live like at this point it's really just me and Efren I mean we don't have uh our first show we had some uh people playing with us but it's just us I I have my laptop and interface to like launch music and then just play the guitar and he's playing keys and it's it's very bare bones yeah you know and it's simple but and, and it it i do i think coming at it from the recording first like aspect you do kind of like tr- I, there's like this uh feeling of like mimicking the recording uh kind mm-hmm. of like you want you want it to sound but it's like to a point i'm kind of trying to not do that because it's like you're you know you're at the show to you could just listen to that at home you know but i don't know i mean it at, at a certain point you can't really escape it because the song is the song but right. when you have like a backing track that is based is basically the the track that is the album then right. it's like it's hard to escape that a little but right
0: I, I you know i was gonna ask this actually leads into a really um interesting thing i was thinking it was like how does performing live influence songwriting if it does because when you engage with an audience and you can see the instant feedback, I'm wondering what that does to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, so far, only it's only really, uh, it has taken the form of, like I said, with energy. Like I'm trying to make, I do want to make songs that are a little more uh, positive, but while still kind of being true to what I want to do, but like uh, positive, upbeat um, to a point. And cause, because gauging the reaction of, of the audi- the audience with like i said more depressing music or you know a little more tame i don't know how to describe it lower energy music it's like that's that has its own place obviously um but i'm like i kind of want something more lively it's mm-hmm. you know so that and cuz like I, I mean i haven't uh, i haven't really played that many shows now that i think about it like over the past 10 years i probably pay- played like five shows six shows i'm just very not much not performative in that way and so it's probably going to take like a while to like do that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because i know i know i'm i'm like a big uh i'm big into stand-up comedy and i know that's like how comedians write like they they use the audience to like you know slowly build up their set you know Mm
0: -hmm. yeah work through and hone Stand up comedy is really um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And God, it's like the ultimate form of self punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you're you're because it's all about the timing of the joke, of the content, and the right. Yep. Uh, I mean, you're just and then night after night, you're you're in these low, yeah. like volume clubs, working through your stuff. That's why, like, when you see comedians, um, that come to town, they typically play during the week, and then right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday are the are, are the official things that if you see them during the week you're going to probably hear material that they're not going to have on their main set for the big show
1: right exactly yeah and i mean like i i honestly that's what i'm most excited about with playing live more because like even if because i just i haven't had the opportunity to do that and every time i kind of you know hear that about stand up and like you know the podcast where people will talk talk about their their writing process i'm like God, I got to do that. I got to like, I'm missing out on feedback that in that way, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I hope to see that too. That would be good. Um, Mm -hmm. It's live music is coming back a bit here. um, And there's a lot of good stuff. And so to have you part of that, that fold would be really awesome. And to see you guys live. Yeah, totally.
1: And I mean, God, I really appreciate you, you uh, bringing me in, bringing us in on that.
2: Thanks saying yes.
1: Yeah, thanks for saying yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, totally. Um. So,
0: you know, I had a thought and I lost it. Like, it was right there and it was on my mind as you that. were talking. And then, like, as soon as I open my mouth, it leaves. Oh, yes. I now I know that. exactly what I'm talking about. You have a, con- a surprising connection within the sense community. And it goes to show how small the world is, but you have a, a connection with Dream Reaper. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, Troy. Uh, yeah. And
0: uh, you guys went... Is it college? High school? College. College was, uh, together. At
1: Hennepin Tech, yeah. Hennepin that Tech.
0: Is, it's crazy how small the world is And he did a, a remix for you guys, which yeah, I suggest people uh check out. Um because it's it's really good. It's if you're familiar with Dream Reaper's music, it's it's a really cool combination.
1: Yeah. Totally. And um I think that's uh I think that's our uh our highest listened to song on Spotify is his song. <laughs> which is like I, yeah dude cuz it's amazing it's like it's incredible and it's got it's got those elements we were talking about about nostalgia it's got that uh it's got those that that remix itself I'm like he just there's we're just uh on the same wavelength yeah but it's yeah. interesting
0: how it, you you hit those right elements and everyone what I find interesting especially like in a more synth leaning types of music everyone has their own thing that they connect to Right. And that they that they seek. And yep. how different that could show up. Because Dream Reaper, it's a reference to Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. And he, you know, if he performs live, he wears the Freddy Krueger sweater live. Yeah. And he's yep. it, it that horror movie kind of thing. But he's able to capture it in that way. And then you have your way. And then everyone else I talk to, they have their own little thing right. that means so much to them. It could right. be Bruce Springsteen. It could be whatever it is.
1: Right. Yeah, because I mean, even in that in that element of like, chasing the mood or the feel like we were talking about, like, I feel like I, I've always I'm always envious of people who have like encyclopedic knowledges of things or, you know, like, can recall, like, I'm really bad at names of everything, everything. What is everything? And it's like, <laughs> what uh, is anything? Uh, what is anything? um But I mean, like, because I, I just whenever, you know, I don't know, I don't know many album names, like, unless I've like, really, like, you know dove into them like aha but like there's a very few stuff that so I realized just when kind of you know looking inward that like I think it's just my personality type is more in like I'm addicted to the emotional content like so when I find something I'm like here's the one song like that it doesn't mean I don't want to dive into like that person's other stuff or whatever it's just like that one just gets it gets gets me, you know. And it's probably a product of the like illegal downloading era back in the day too. I just like <laughs> never
0: had any albums. <laughs> God, you know, uh, that era is responsible for you know a lot of positive things. And yeah, you know, there were studies done um, post the era that basically people that downloaded, the, the pirates, they actually bought more media than the average person that didn't do any pirating right so you're essentially punishing the people that spend the most money on media content anyways
1: right i mean even i even still i mean i didn't get i got into actually i got into aha through i got a, a cassette uh at value village um of scoundrel days and i listened to that constantly but then yeah i downloaded a bunch of songs uh on whatever and um like, where was I going with that? God, I always get into that thing. Doesn't remember. It doesn't matter. Whatever. But but uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I buy albums now that I'm like even if even if it paid off many years in the past. It's like a, I just bought an, an AHA album for uh, I got a new car that has a CD player, and I'm like I should buy a uh, analog because that's a really good album. And like and uh, yeah. So I'm I'm like even currently still buying albums of of artists that I downloaded to alta is ho. yeah yeah
0: that's funny and it's i i find it really interesting that you're like really taken with aha because to the rest of the world they went on and did they're a huge band they're huge they're one yeah, of the highest huge. grossing touring bands i think of all time right if i read that stat right but right. we only know
1: them for the one song and yep yeah and that's something yeah because and like that it's so weird that um that I noticed somebody sent me a message. They were from God. I, I don't remember where they were from. I think, but I, I think, think it was, was the a, Twin Cities. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it was maybe Brazil. Oh, but um, they were very nice, and um, they were. So they said like they were listening to our album in their car, and they put it on their story, and uh, and that was like. Wow, that is very nice. And they said the first band they said they listened to was Aha. Like they were like I listened to a lot of stuff, I listened to Aha. And it was like dude, cuz I noticed that that like uh, people in other countries of, of that aren't America are like in you know c- certain things are big. Like isn't David Hasselhoff like really big in Germany? Know, like, Germany. Germany. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's crazy. And actually speaking of my uncle, um his name's Mike Wagner and uh he was uh, in a, the rockabilly band Mike Wagner and the Bops, and they apparently are like really big in Spain. And they he's like done shows in Spain, and they're like in the like rockabil or rockabilly um, world, yeah. world, yeah. And it's like kind. It feels random, but it's obviously it's not random. It's just you know taste uh, in regions, but it's like yeah, man. Like it's so weird that I every time I bring up that AHA is like my favorite band, I have to go the Take on Me band you know yeah Yeah. but like uh uh, um uh the sun always shines on tv is the other big one and that song is everything i feel like i want to walk around with it i do walk around with in my brain constantly (laughs) i feel like it's so good uh so soaring i I
0: hear i love that passion i love like (laughs) you're like ah yeah are you jealous kyle yeah yeah
2: (laughs) I don't know God. what that's like anymore. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> uh, let's see.
2: What don't a, cry for me. Yeah, don't.
1: Yeah, don't cry for me. I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> I purposely left
2: out the other part because I didn't want yeah. to be the person saying that kind of stuff too much. It, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. mm. there's a yeah. line.
1: Yes, you, that's right. Yeah.
0: God, self-deprecating humor can only—you gotta, yeah, yeah, gotta, 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 gotta got here. I know,
1: yeah, that's, yeah. There's like a con, uh, there's like a conversational technique that's like about, um, like towing, where it's like, um, make being self-deprecating, but where it still like paints you in a good way or something that like some people are like really good at, and I'm not at all. (laughs) (laughs) People (laughs) end up being very concerned for you afterwards. That's right, I know. Like I was at a family reunion and uh, some my somebody was asking me about my work and almost immediately I, about voiceover and almost immediately like I I was like yeah yeah voiceover um you know the the AI speech is gonna put me out of business though like <laughs> was like what? just what the heck why did I need to do that that's just it, take your foot put it right in your mouth you know but,
2: that's funny I, I, you know that's being humble in a way well yeah, <laughs> yeah. like oh it's no big deal AI yeah. will replace
1: me soon enough. <laughs> yeah yeah that's true yeah the doom and gloom yeah but you forget that some people don't operate on the doom and gloom or you know there's like there's different levels that people's brains operate on and i'm like always going somewhere you know but i don't know talking about death i don't know how many times i talked about death at that family reunion specifically i talked about death (laughs) i don't know why a lot
2: well well, if you don't talk about it somebody else is gonna tell you that's right
1: yeah that's true yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's like, well, I think about death a lot. <laughs> God,
0: um, man, is there anything else that we should cover? You're writing new material. I'm doing a yeah. hard segue here.
2: Oh, uh, it's well, you know, going back to the embracing, chasing stuff from the past. Yeah. before the show. We were talking about your interest in VHS collecting. Oh, yeah. oh yes, that's
1: right. Yeah, in like uh, old medium, yeah, or uh, old media. That um, I I buy VHS tapes on eBay. I've been buy- buying way too many VCRs. They're they're coming out of my nose. I what gotta do you stop do with VCRs? VCRs? What do you look for in a VCR? Are oh, you like good. I gotta
2: have SVHS? Is that well, okay?
1: Uh, yeah, right. Well, uh, actually. Uh, So first, the first one I got refurbished from the VCR King on eBay. That guy's the best plug. Um, Yeah. And it, I bought it and it came and it was like an older model uh, that didn't have auto tracking. And um, I forgot, I forgot about all of it. And I, and I was like, Oh, I probably kind of want that. I kind of want auto tracking. So now I got to like go and, do the whole find, find feel under there, find the dial to to do the tracking. So I was like, next VCR, I'm getting auto tracking. Um, and then I went into like all of uh, like at my mom's house in her, in her basement. We had, she just still had a bunch of uh, VCR DVD combos and um, they work. And I don't know why I like wrote them off like they don't work. I'm like, these are probably bad, but it's like, no, they're fine. They just don't, we just don't use them. And so... Yeah, because also like my wife and I were buying a lot of media, not just VHS, but like DVDs and stuff to like stop streaming because I feel like I'm getting real annoyed with streaming. (laughs) It's It's just like very annoying. It's very annoying because it's just, you know, when it was, it was all on the Netflix and now it's all on the everything and you're, you can't, they just spread it out. And I'm like, I want to watch my complete series of home improvement. Thank you very much. And so <laughs> I I had to go on and get the DVD collection of home improvement. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Are you a big fan of Tim Allen? Um, I, I am actually, <laughs> I am very much, I don't know exactly about, the politics angle or whatever. I don't know I mean, any of that stuff. I know that's a deal. I don't really get into that type of stuff. But well, what about the um, new show that hes he's got? Where they're is, tested to Yeah. Oh, the tool, yeah, where he like, uh, him and the guy who played Al, got Richard Carn. They're yeah. making, it's like a contest show of like making stuff. Cool concept, he's very dad-like. I, I very much, uh, he's like kind of, reminds me of my dad a lot. Um and who passed away and so it's kind of like comforting in that way and uh and but uh like he uh there's something it it goes in with the nostalgia element that we were talking about like a lot of my wife and i have resonate together on this a lot about like we also really like um er, like 90s or just old country music and like including like 90s and 80s like alan jackson and stuff because it just like brings up feelings of like we're in Menards with our dad and we're kids and it's just like a yeah. innocent time, you know? And it's like, and Tim Allen kind of does that for me, and especially because like the Santa Claus is like the best movie of all time. I, it's like my favorite movie. I think, God, I love that movie. It's an interesting. So choice for your
2: favorite movie. Yeah.
1: Hey, it, I mean, it is like, yeah, all just year are, round it's legit. It's- it is. And two and three, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're what they are, but uh, they're not, they're not the first one, you know, they've already Right, right. now they, they
0: that's, that's the first thing. That's they they yeah. they cracked the code in that first. I one. know,
1: well, and then the, the the second the second and the third. I still watch them. I gotta watch them still every year. But you know, the fr- it's like all right. I'll leave this on while I do something else because I've already finished the first one. You know, but yeah, I mean like old sitcoms in general, old uh, old television like. Um, Roseanne, that's a great one too. I love Roseanne. It's really interesting with that, too. that you go after like family
0: sitcoms like that. Yeah. that seems to hit yeah. you because I like I always watch like uh, Next Generation or X Files. Like, right. those are my go-to old yeah. shows.
1: Right. X-Files. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's again, it's again, it's that like c- comforting feeling. Like I said, I think there might be some sort of emotional disorder. I gotta, you know, <laughs> go take care of, uh, but like the comforting stuff, you know, there's just like something about it, like that, the, about like those old sitcoms and like a uh, supermarket sweep is not a sitcom, but, um, I don't know if you watch supermarket Sweep uh, yeah. at all, I did but that, good, yeah. that's a not great, me, no. no, that's, uh, that's the same feeling kind of it's comforting because it's also like fascinating. Cause it's like your time traveling into a grocery store, you know, in the, the early nineties, I think late eighties, early nineties, um, or maybe mid. Yeah. But it's like, I'm sure I'm things look tra- wild. <laughs> they do look wild and it's awesome. And I'm like that. I remember how that look. I mean, it's before a little, I was young, uh, but some of the stuff stayed like looking the same. And I'm like, I remember that stuff. But then they're like, it's Seneca. And I'm like, well, I don't, Know what Seneca is, but uh, there's you know certain products I, I do not know from that show. But man, that's a good show. Um, actually, it's my uh my ringtone. If you call me, the theme song from <laughs> Supermarket Sweep <laughs> is my ringtone. That's just amazing. I, I find and that so
0: fascinating.
1: It's got like a steamy sax solo in it and stuff. Ooh, that's great. Did you incorporate yeah. that into any one of your songs? No, I did actually. Uh, we did have um, Matthew Trice. Uh, the he played saxophone on our first the first two songs on our late bloom album. And that guy is super talented. And cause it was like, yeah, we got to have some steamy sax solos. And I, I would really like, I want to do that more. I want to get a, uh, get him onto another song if he will. But yeah, or I should just learn how to play saxophone poorly. And then uh, there you go. <laughs> it'll just be honking in there. <laughs> yeah. Just some I'm honking. Yeah. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah.
2: So with old media like oh, that, yeah. I, mean, yeah, God, I'm sorry. I don't know why you got to bring this back to music. I'm sorry. There is a thing where it's just like, you know, stuff that you've seen before, you go back and watch it. There's a comforting factor because yeah. you are aware of the outcome and it's not going to change. Right. So you feel like right. you have some sort of control. That's one thing that I kind of thought of when you're talking about it. Another thing that I thought of from our conversation before the show started was do you think maybe popping in a VHS tape there's some sort of instant gratification to it where it's like you aren't doom scrolling through a huge fucking list of things that you're like, I have everything available but I don't want to watch any of this. I can just take a tape, pop it in.
1: Yeah, and you also are not being uh, advertised to uh, in the current... Time that we are like i just feel so exhausted constantly by streaming media and stuff by like there's something i guess what it is it's the feeling of like i might be the only person right now watching this especially when it's like really like i bought on ebay i bought a bunch of train tapes i love train tapes uh going to bed uh watching train tapes wonderful because it's just like really nice narrator (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well and, and it's like real like uh boring in the best way and it's like but it's like so comforting and like um I, buy, I bought a lot of train tapes too many train tapes and uh but that that uh that like nobody's watching this tape just me i'm the only That's, one i just i just know it you know you just know no one's out watching of 7 this.
0: seven billion people yeah you were the only person watching
1: probably it. yeah That's
2: some. I mean, like, yeah.
1: You maybe you put in like the Santa Claus or something, and you you know on VHS, and somebody else is watching it, maybe even on VHS. But that's why, like, the more weirdly obscure. I got this tape that was, um, it was for the catch a kid pool safety system. It still exists, and it's uh, it's to catch a kid from not falling into a pool and uh i i that was a really good one because it had like real old like it's a marketing tape that was like 20 minutes long that was probably sent out to you know vendors or that whatever i don't know how it all works but uh but it was like nobody's watching this and and a lot of people would be like well of course they're not (laughs) why would they Hmm. but that's the fun of it you know i don't know like and yeah the the i actually did upload that one to my youtube channel so i have a a youtube channel called memory shield that i just kind of upload whatever i i cut up and find and i i kind of hope that one of these days i'm just gonna not i'm gonna unknowingly like preserve media that i that would have been lost that like i i don't think i think the chances are not that it's not gonna happen but god that'd be cool it's like a dream you know, I think like... you
0: are actively doing that though, because the well, reality is, if you don't put it on YouTube, right. nobody else is, and eventually, right. tape degrades; it gets thrown yeah. away. How much tape is being now? There's a sort of this uh, energy to preserve and to collect tapes, but right. how much was destroyed prior to that point?
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that, exactly, yeah, and like I found a bunch of tapes that I get. I'm like, I got this dope UFO tape, and uh it was a little bit it didn't really play very well and I was like, God dang it. I wanted to see this one that was waiting for months to put that in and it was degraded, you know. I'm sorry. It happens. That's yeah, I mean, that's, that's sad. Okay. <laughs> but
0: hopefully, thrill of the chase. Yeah, thrill of yeah. the chase. Hopefully you didn't that's pay true. too
1: much money for it. No, no, not really. Just like seventy dollars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh no cents, but 70 cents yeah yeah <laughs> probably no well and that's the thing cool that's cool too is like when going back into all this stuff um i went into like storage and found like all the vhs tapes that i had from when i was a kid that i we still had and like looking at the tapes position through the clear you know little window i'm like this is where i left this tape when i was 10 years old or 12 years old or whatever. Like this is right where it was. Like it's not a DVD where it's like just replaying the information up through a laser. It's literally the the tape is stopped where my child hands had stopped it and not rewound it. <laughs> this is exactly where a
2: boob is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. It is, it yeah. is physically time stamped.
1: Yeah that's I, pro yeah like the titanic yeah that's the deal with the titanic the two tapes and you're like you go. gotta find the boob scene in the titanic yeah
0: it's interesting what you're talking about and i i resonate with with what you're saying for different we're vinyl boys we, we collect a lot of vinyl and, right um, and it's that tactile experience with the physical media you're you're you have to take it out of its case it's almost like a ritual in a sort of yeah. way right of mindset mm-hmm. and, and there's a built up i remember being like really excited as a kid like you're gonna watch a movie you take the thing out of the case you put it in the and then you pray that it was rewound otherwise you've got to rewind the damn thing and it's just that like everything stopped yeah for this event there was nothing else you made you literally made an event about it you ordered pizza you had like i remember having like pizza parties and getting chips and soda and everything else and right and you made this this event around it, and yeah. everything else was shut out. And there's yeah. a, an argument and a fight. <laughs> <I>
2: mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, <you're> right. <laughs>
1: Get out of here, Danny! I told you not to come back.
0: Jeez. Uh, so but yeah, no. yeah. I, I think I I see you know a bit of of why that's so attractive. Um. Now, especially in our current like, we're being advertised to every second yeah. of every yeah. day. There, people, and the content is getting shorter and shorter. Because attention spans are you're you're being basically pulled in eighteen different directions. You get on whatever it is, it's overwhelming, and the yeah. human brain is not meant to absorb that much information. And you see the rise of anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. et cetera, and so on. It all makes sense. Yeah, we're heading in a very dangerous direction. Yeah, of that dope, that
1: dope feeling. Dope. You know, like yep.
0: be, the instant fix
1: yeah right and people are i I think but i think it's cyclical like we said so like i think that what might be well i don't know what might be happening but i would hope that what would happen is that people are going to look around like much like i did look around their house and go i don't have like anything in here (laughs) like i have a tv and like nothing's on the walls nothing i don't have anything kind of because it's all being streamed to me uh media wise and so i'm like I put up shelves not long ago. I put my VHS tapes in like a displayed kind of way. And like, nice. I feel like people maybe w- could get in. They're just like, Oh, I kind of want to like own stuff again. You know, it's just, I don't know. It also, helps, like I see you
2: guys have that. Yeah, It helps <laughs> tell the story of who you are too. Like if somebody comes yeah. over and you're at shit anywhere, you're just you right.
1: Know, it looks
2: like a hospital because everything's so sterile. That's kind of boring, but someone com- can come in and without yeah. you even saying anything, they can see this shelf. They can then get an idea of these are the kind of things you like. You know, yeah. This is this is the story of Greg. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Train tapes.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. could be the
0: name of the next album. Train train tapes. Story <laughs> yeah.
1: of Greg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, you know, earlier, Greg, you had mentioned that, like, streaming is annoying. Yeah. And that instantly made me think of something that I find even more annoying then the whole streaming rigmarole is the newest physical media. So I was going to show a friend a movie a couple weeks ago, and I have it on Blu-ray. So I was like, this will be the best picture quality. This will be the best example of this movie. Pop it in, and it's got to download updates. like a oh, really? New, like a new video game. It has to download no updates. Way. And then afterwards, it really? wouldn't play all the way through. Uh, the movie was Dread that I was trying really? to watch. Yeah. Got halfway to a point and it would just stop playing. Just stop playing. And what? I was like,
1: no way.
2: Fuck this. I-, I went back to streaming to watch it on streaming because Ugh. the actual physical media failed me. No failed me. Either That's the disc crazy. Or the player. And it's just like, why, why does this old movie, old? Yeah. "Quote unquote," need an update. Why does the movie need an update? You know what it is? It's updates for trailers that they force you Mm. to play before you watch it. Uh. Yeah,
1: which is like some of the best part about having about having old media is like seeing the old trailers and stuff. You know, like it's like old stuff. Yeah, it's like
2: the one thing that's supposed to rescue me from this kind of thing is now afflicting me worse than any other thing at the moment. If it was just a regular like Blu-ray, you would have been fine. Or, like, a DVD. Yeah, what, have updated. A DVD, yes. That would have been fine because you can't update your DVD shit. Blu-ray, right. Bad idea.
1: Weird. Yeah, like, what? So, like, what? Do, like, you have to have a Blu-ray that has, like, an Ethernet port? Like, a Blu-ray player with an Ethernet port and, like, Wi-Fi on it? Most yeah, like, of them
0: ha- now have that as just, just a Wi-Fi is built
2: in. Yeah. And it's it forcing. It. But Yeah, that's I an interesting that. thing. Like you know, to, if I don't want to screw up this experience, do I have to unplug the internet? Yeah. And will it let me play Wh- it at that point? Will right. it force me into an update yeah. or not?
1: Right. If God. it
2: can't speak to the internet to tell you that it needs an update, then it should play. But maybe it'll be like some things are like needs an update, can't play.
1: Yeah, yeah I remember video games did that, or do that, I don't know. Yeah, but I remember it was like a thing, like more even more like where it was like you just can't play this game unless you're on the internet.
2: Right. <laughs> like, God. Yeah. What? Why? Put the disc in, you need to download right. the game. Then you need to download all the updates for it, right. and then you need to be connected all the time that you're playing.
0: Right. God. <laughs> Old stuff that. is sounding
1: more and more attractive as you guys yeah. VHS talking.
2: and cartridge based system go. Yeah, Boom.
1: exactly. Yep. I know. Yeah cassettes I've been I've been uh tr- tr- thinking about getting in more cassettes. I don't really have anywhere to like play them. But I d- I
2: used to have well I still have I a do, lot of but...
1: tapes. I used to listen to them.
2: I used the tape player in my like beater car. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now that that's so old the I'm sure the belts or some of the mechanism wore out so I can't even yeah. play tapes in
1: that anymore. Yeah.
2: And if you try and buy a cassette player now,
1: oof, they're expensive. Yeah right yeah a lot of that stuff in like uh tvs uh like crt tvs i just i was very i've been in like trying to get one for a long time very soon after we got rid of all of them at a garage sale that you know it's like you just can't know you can't hang on to everything but uh like you can crt tvs like if you have one laying around like on ebay they're like 200 dollars or something so i mean if you know, because I, so I I ended up lucking out. I got one at an estate sale, and I'm like, and it was like twenty dollars, and it's nice. like, okay, cool, you know, I'm out of here with this now, <laughs> before you f- know what you did. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's also um prison TVs you can buy on eBay. They're clear, um from prison sick. Three. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I want to cool. television. I know. So do I. I, sh- I should get one. <laughs> are <laughs> there like prison
2: cassette tapes? I wonder, are there
1: prison VHS tapes? Right. Maybe. I don't know. That'd be good. They'd be expensive. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, it would. Um, and, uh, with cassettes. Um, actually, speaking of cassettes, we got our uh, our first full length album is out on cassette now. Just a quick plug. Perfect. Thank um, late, you. Late Bloom is on cassette and it started shipping 3 days ago and it is very fun uh to listen to on cassette.
2: <laughs> and people should buy them. Will there yes. be some available at the
1: show on October 1st? Um we haven't actually we haven't uh gone over that. I would like that, but you will I have can't space and ability to sell and present okay.
0: any merchandise that you may want.
1: Okay. Yeah, to but, I mean then with. I'm I want to do that. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I, I'm pretty, if anything, maybe we'll just have it out, you know, after we're done playing and we'll just, you know, because I, I don't know if I can get somebody to, to do it, but I'd, I'll would just do it afterwards.
0: Oh, we, we got you covered. Deal.
1: Oh, well, okay. I'd appreciate you're, you're that. I appreciate that. You're good. You're
0: covered. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay.
1: Yeah, then I'll bring a big old box of cassettes that are nice. And, uh, and if, yeah, if people I, go, I, you could sign them for the
0: people that yeah. attend the
1: show there you go okay i'm down yes. with that if they yeah if they want it uh and whose name should i sign though <laughs> i remember i actually i did that along with my old uh, corporal heart music i um I, I started to try to do a physical mailing list and i did and one of the things i did was printed out pictures like headshots of like um Carl Winslow from, uh, from, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And like uh, Johnny Depp and just random kind of headshots I found. And I just signed it like as me, that is <laughs> I, like the greatest yeah, idea that yeah. I've heard so I should, far. I could like, do that again. Do it again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was cause it's not. And that was the thing. And I, one person, cause I was trying to give one away and it was the Johnny Depp one. And one person was like, I uh, like, yeah i would love to have a, a signed picture of johnny depp and, and i was like i don't think they know that i signed it like it's not <laughs> signed it with it's your not name. actually yeah it's my name too i didn't sign it johnny depp it was me God.
0: that's one of the that's a really good joke i like that it's
1: i like it too that was good. the thing that that i tried i tried to do with that corporal heart stuff that probably um poorly but i kind of wanted to do like a not comedy music, but like my shows, like the the few shows I played, I kind of tried to like put stupid little comedy things in between the the songs that just things that I thought of that were like fun. And one of the one, a few of the shows, like they got some people liked it. I think they liked it It was kind of fun to do funny ish stuff. Nice. But it, there is a long history of
0: music and comedy together. Yeah, right. Yes. So exactly. I, I don't I feel like I think that when you've trusted yourself and your gut, it has led to good results.
1: Right, Right. yeah, I think so too. (laughs) So do what you want to do
0: and don't do what you don't want to do.
1: That's right, I just stole that from
0: Kyle and he's out of the room.
1: Oh, there you go. Well, Uh, you're gonna hear about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God. Uh, So yeah, Yeah. you'll have cassettes out, Uh, you're playing live 10-1 Amsterdam Bar in Hall in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, you've got two albums out they're streaming uh yep. you're on bandcamp yes um yep. Spotify all those things mm-hmm. title title yeah, so listen to it and we're gonna cut in a few songs off of both albums to give people a taste and I hope that they uh take from that and uh support you on bandcamp
2: yeah, definitely and, uh, uh
0: do you have anything else Thank you want to cover there, Kyle?
2: I can't wait to have little sandwiches with you. Yeah, nice. Yeah, little sandwiches. Oh my goodness, little sandwiches are good. I like that. All right. Well, until
0: next time.